Howdy Riffers, this is David Sanchez and this is episode 49 of the Riffs or Die podcast for Friday, September 24th, 2021. On this episode, I've got some updates from a great friend of mine who lives over in the UK, more specifically England. I have an interview with my friend A.D. Bailey, who is the vocalist of Unholy Alliance. Now, A.D. and I met on the English Dogs Tour back in 2012. Havoc did a tour with the English Dogs, the Casualties, and Toxic Holocaust. We shared a bus with the English Dogs, and I got to know A.D. pretty damn well because we lived together for about two and a half, three weeks on the road and traveled all around North America. He's a great guy. I love his attitude, and he's quite hilarious. That dude made us bust a gut pretty frequently on tour back in 2012 when we were sharing a bus. But I had him on here to talk about what's going on in the UK and talk about his new album. The band is called Unholy Alliance, and the new record is called Brain Cell. If you want to check it out, I will have the links for Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube, as well as the band's and 80s Facebook page. As always, if you want to support the podcast beyond just listening and sharing it with people, you can go to riffsordie.com and pick up some merch. You can also support by becoming a Patreon subscriber. Go to patreon.com slash riffsordie. You will get discounts to riffsordie.com and also gain access to some bonus content and be able to participate in the monthly Zoom Hangouts. There's another Zoom Hangout happening tomorrow. That would be Saturday, September 25th. So if you're hearing this after the Zoom call, my apologies, but as the coach says in Happy Gilmore, better luck next year! Except you don't have to wait a year. You can just sign up at Patreon and catch the next Zoom Hangout that we do every month. We have a good time, have a little intimate powwow, little hangout session. You guys can ask me anything in real time, and we just uh, shoot the shit for about an hour. I really enjoy doing those, and I'm looking forward to doing it again tomorrow. If you want to be a part of that, go to Patreon, sign up at the $10 a month level or higher. If you want to shoot me any emails with questions or comments, if you want to ask me anything about gear or songwriting or my opinions on things or you need some advice, Send all that stuff over to me at podcast at riffsordie.com. Again, that email address is podcast at riffsordie.com. Now, without further ado, let's get into the interview. It rhymes, so it must be true. That's what I think. What about you? All right, enough nonsense. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Please welcome Mr. A.D. Bailey. How's things over there in jolly old England? Oh, seem to be getting better, but, you know, it's still all fucking bullshit. It's like, they've made it easier to travel, but that's no change if you're unvaccinated. Right, so it's only easier to travel if you have been poked? That's right, yeah. And... Yeah, I mean, they've opened a lot of stuff up, but you get these people who are like, still walking around like with face coverings on and 
frightened to fucking breathe and do anything. And, you know, you've got like, it's becoming where if you are unvaccinated, you're going to be treated like a leper. Right. I mean, I don't really care if you're vaccinated or not. I'm, I'll mix with anybody. I don't, I don't really care, to be fair. But it just seems that um, they put the um, the vaccine passport on hold. They kind of saying it isn't going to happen, but it will do. Yeah, didn't didn't they say they're they're putting it on hold for now? For now, but <laughs> yeah. <they haven't. laughs> That's only in England though, Scotland and Wales. They're enforcing it. So, like, that means that if you went to an event in Wales or Scotland, you'd, I don't know what would happen if, if you were from England. I don't know. Yeah, it, it is interesting that the whole country is not all doing the same thing. No, the thing is with the UK, there's four different governments. Yeah, the UK is really interesting. Like, is, is the UK one country or is Scotland, England, Wales, like, are they all their own countries? They're what you call devolved governments <laughs> <laughs> they are really under under the hat of the uk but they've all got their own government which they can overrule like the british government so it's pointless so like now wales and scotland have said yeah we're definitely going to be having a vaccine passport to get into certain events over you know certain crowd limits but England have said, we don't need one. Uh, we're going to put it on hold for now. So basically what they're doing is they're using Scotland and Wales as a guinea pig to see how it goes, I, I suspect. Yeah, and uh, the other commonwealths, are they seem to be guinea pigs as well, like Australia yeah. and Canada Australia, seem New to be Zealand. Yeah. spearheading yeah. this stuff as well. Definitely, yeah. So that's so like, the English government are just sitting back now and waiting to see what happens with it. But it will definitely come into force because with this government, you kind of, whatever they say, you just think the opposite. Yeah, it's the same here in the US. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever they say that sounds pretty good and reasonable yeah. and fair and, and yeah. uh, good for people and in the interest of freedom and liberty, just give it like six months and they'll do the opposite. Yeah, when people have forgot about it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so I was just listening to your record, your new record, Brain Cell. Right, yeah. Now this is Unholy Alliance's second record, right? This is the second record, yeah. Okay, awesome. Yeah, I really love the title, Brain Cell, and the album cover with the, uh, the guy inside of his own mental prison. That's right. That's exactly what it's about. Yeah, it's perfect. Like, oh, not every song, but, you know, most of it. Yeah, I love that album title and the cover. It's, it's really fitting. I wanted to dive into the lyrics of some of these songs because some of the lyrics are really, really awesome. They, they made me feel powerful and amused. It made me, like, smile and, and shake my head and bang my head. Well, that's what, that's what lyrics are for. Yeah, I mean, sometimes. It depends on the band. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes they're to wisp you away to some magical land in a fairy tale, but not yeah, on well, this I've been, record. I've, I've been in a band like that. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I really love the song. I think it's probably my favorite on the whole record, Conflict of Interest. Really? Yeah? Yeah, the the music in it's killer, and the lyrics, man, made me... The first time I heard it, I was like, yes! And I turned it up louder when I when I started hearing the words that you were saying. Yeah, well, I kind of wrote all that down in about 10 minutes. Um, <laughs> From the heart. Yeah, I mean, it was like, when all this started last year, it was like he was going online and seeing these so-called anarchist bands advertising the fact that, oh, we've got this, look at this, we've got this new merchandise. And then you click on it, and it's like a face mask with an anarchy sign on. And I'm like, <laughs> it, surely that's against everything you're preaching. <laughs> you know, and it's... It, it just seemed absolutely ridiculous. All these bands used to preach about anarchy back in the eighties and and stuff like that, and I don't think they even know the meaning of the word anymore. You yeah. know? Yeah, for sure. I, I was nodding my head the whole time listening to the lyrics because I, I can relate. I, I feel very similarly to you. Yeah, but do you know the bands that, that it's actually about? Um, you may have told me uh, a while back, but I, I don't recall. Right. So, well, I mean, the first band that I saw advertising them were Conflict. So that's actually where the name of the, the band came, uh, the name of the song came from. <laughs> so it's really a conflict of interest that, that the, <laughs> that, and the merchandise. So basically what they're doing is they're going, well, we'll just do what the government fucking tell us. And make some money. And make some money. But yet in the next paragraph, they're saying, well, you know, the government are going to make millions out of this. Well, you're doing exactly the same, but not, but just on a smaller scale. And then there's like this other band, Paranoid Vision. So that's where the chorus comes from. Ah, yes. They're from Ireland. And they were, they were basically criticising people going out and protesting against having the freedom taken away. But you listen to their records and it's all about anarchy and freedom. <laughs> and I'm well, what are these people actually thinking? They're, they're actually bowing down to the people that are telling them that. <sighs> so it, it kind of made me chuckle and it made me angry as well because I just think that they, they're just like a bunch of hypocrites who were preaching all this stuff from the 80s, and then they've kind of, they've lost the way, I think, and they've, they've forgot where they've come from. A hundred percent. I totally feel you. Yeah. There's a lot of that going around right now. Mm. I mean, you know, the thing is, it's, it's like, well, what are they going to be doing next? Are they going to be saying, well, you know, we don't want any unvaccinated people in, in our, our gigs. Because we're against segregation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't do uh, segregation. We don't do um, all that stuff. And it's like, it wouldn't surprise me one bit. Yeah, we believe in equal rights. So all you unvaccinated pieces of shit subhumans can stay outside. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, you can stay outside and listen in the pissing down rain. We don't want you here. Well... That's right. Equal rights. Yeah. 
and it and it's just not going to surprise me if that happens. Yeah, it won't surprise me either. And I don't think you know, I don't think any of them bands would fight against a vaccine passport. What would they do? You know, I don't know about the rest of my band, but I wouldn't want to play a gig where they were saying, "Well, unless you're vaccinated, you you ain't coming in." Yeah, I feel you. I'm totally against that. That to me, to me in my mind, that's like saying, well, you ain't coming in here because you're black or you're Irish or whatever. A hundred percent. And and granted, black people didn't have a choice. They were born that way. Vaccination, you can choose to go get that. However, at the end of the day, it really is segregation. Of course it is. And it would make sense. If these injections made it to where you can't catch the bug and you cannot give the bug to other people, then that rule would actually be a little bit logical. But the fact that all these people that got the injection can still get sick and give the sickness to others, why the fuck are we not testing everybody? Why are you just going to let all of those people who maybe are sick as a dog come in just because they got the poke, but these other people that are healthy... (laughs) <laughs> that didn't get the poke. They're not allowed in. They're they're subhuman. Yeah. Complete nonsense. No, it makes no sense whatsoever. It's completely illogical. Yeah, but it is going to happen. And I'm afraid that, you know, some of these bands that, that are coming out with all that bullshit need to stand up and be counted and go, well, it makes me wonder how much money they made out of, out of these things. They just jump straight on the back of it within a week. You know, but I, I saw things advertised within a week of, like, the, the national big so-called lockdown here. It was like, oh, look, we'll be able to sell these to these fucking vulnerable idiots who are going to buy them. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, patiently holding on to a little bit of hope with my fingers crossed. I'm really hoping that enough time goes by and all these venues start losing customers, obviously, because they're rejecting half of the people uh, that yeah. want to come to their shows. Yeah, that won't last long, will it? I, I hope not. I really hope that they start losing money, the bands are bummed because people aren't coming out to their shows and spending money like they're used to, and uh, you know, maybe there's people protesting outside of shows. I, I hope that the whole idea crashes and burns. I don't want to see even more venues go under and go out of business, but... If you're going to support segregation, then I, I can't really be too sad when you do go out of business. Exactly. And you know what? I kind of like looking at it in a way B where I, I could walk into any venue in Britain, yeah? Yep. In, in November or December or January and go, look at me. I'm just absolutely full of flu. And no one would blink an eyelid. No. No one would care, and I'm more. I would have more chance of spreading that to the whole venue than what I would with this. So that's what I do. Nobody seems to care about that anymore. In fact, surprise, surprise, flu's just disappeared. Yeah, isn't that amazing? We got rid of the yeah. flu. All we needed to do was bust out the COVID nineteen. Yeah, yeah, flu's just like oh, like young kids now are going. Oh, what's flu? Well, it was it, it, this thing that we had back in the 2000s. Oh, well, what happened? Oh, well, uh, it got COVID busted and it's never been back. Yeah, I think we finally figured out the cure to influenza. 
Yeah, COVID. COVID <laughs> is the cure to the flu. Yeah. <laughs> Cleared yeah. it all right up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my hope is that, um, like I said, fingers crossed. I hope that these shows happen. The uh, people and turnouts aren't as good as they would hope. And the venues, you know, I, I don't hope that people get injured or anything, but like, it's only gonna, a matter of time before there's a bunch of shows that happen where people catch COVID and it's all vaccinated people only and people yeah. are getting sick and dying from the disease at shows where there's only people that got the poke allowed in. It's going to happen. Uh, it just, it, none of it makes any sense. And I really hope that eventually these venues say, this is really stupid. What are we doing? We're losing money. People are still getting sick. Let's just let everybody in. Yeah. I mean, the situation's getting even more ridiculous. I was watching a video a couple of nights ago of uh, a quite large British band played here recently in front of sellout venues. Mm -hmm. And the crowd participation wasn't any, it wasn't to do with any song. It was like, he came to the front of the stage and he's going, I want you all to put your hands in the air. And they were all put their hands in the air. And he said, I need to check that they are clean. <laughs> and then he was like going, he was going, right. And this is a shout out for the AstraZeneca. And they all put their hands up and started cheering. And then this is a shout out for the Moderna. And they all started cheering. Oh, this no. For the Pfizer. And they all started cheering. And then he went, and what about the anti-vaxxers? And they all started booing. But this is a this is a guy who's wrote lyrics about being an angry mob and being in a band that's like angry and stuff about the way they get treated by the government. What a total fucking bell end. Wow. Yeah. You know. And then it's them kind of bands who are just gonna go, you know what, we'll just we're just gonna fucking ruin it for everybody. Because it's causing more discrimination. And, you know, it, it, it's just ridiculous. And I, I, I was watching it, and I, I was absolutely disgusted by it, to be fair. Yeah, and reasonably so. But all the crowd are participating in it, going, oh, yeah, isn't this fantastic? Well, no, sorry, but you just, you know. And like you say, I, it's them kind of concerts that I hope that there's a massive fucking outbreak 90% of get it and, they, and they're really ill because then it'll, you know, it might wake people up. Yeah, there's data from around the world that keeps coming out that's showing the places that have the most poked people are having the most cases and, like, the highest death counts. So, I don't know. That should tell you everything you need to know, but people are willfully ignorant. Well, it's ignorant and it's lethargic as well. People are, like, they're just walking over the precipice at the moment whatever it is that's coming, they're just walking blindly into it because something's fucking coming out of this. I don't know what, but something is. I think that um, this whole situation has bred a lot of mental illness. I think you're right, yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people that are didn't really have a lot of mental fortitude and I think this has really broken them down. Even people that are mentally really strong, this has really fucked them up. But I, I think it's made oh, yeah. people literally like insane, like crazy. Yeah, I know. I know people who that's happening to. Yeah, and that's because 
that's more to do with scaremongering where, you know, it's like there's, there's still people hiding behind, you know, hiding behind their settees and the chairs. They, they don't want to go out anywhere. Yep. It's like, well, hang on a minute. Every sporting ground in the country is fucking full every weekend. You know, what, what are you scared of? At what point do you say to yourself, oh, I need to go back out? And these people still not wanting to go out because of this. And I'm like, where do you draw the line? It's your mental illness that, you know, you're suffering from mental health because of this, because somebody's told you that, well, they tell you a different thing every week. One minute, <laughs> yes. <laughs> one minute it's airborne. One minute you can catch it by touching somebody. One minute you can catch it having sex. One minute, you know, and he's like, well, and these people believe, I don't believe any of it. And I just carry on as I've always carried on. And I'll tell you what, I've tried my best to get it, but I can't fucking catch it. <laughs> How have you been trying to get it? <laughs> well, <laughs> I just haven't done anything that they've told me to. I've just carried on as normal. There's nobody ever seen me with a face covering. There well, there has. I went to an airport um, a couple of weeks ago, but the problem is there is if you don't have one on, you ain't getting on the plane, are you? Right. That's the thing. But normal everyday life, no, sorry. You know, not even in the supermarkets or any, anything. I mean... They, they try to say to you, oh, fucking hell, yeah, I don't know how you can get on an aeroplane. Well, I'll be honest with you, I'd rather get on an aeroplane than, than go in a supermarket because <sighs> I'd love to know how many people. That's the thing over here. I don't know about over there. You know all this track and trace thing? Mm -hmm. There's never been any data to show how many people have caught it in a supermarket, whereas... Bars, restaurants, nightclubs—they've got data on everyone. Well, why haven't they got it in a supermarket? Right, the place that literally everybody goes—that that everybody more or less has to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's crazy. Um, you know, I, I went to a restaurant in Hawaii not too long ago when I was still living out there, and they asked for the contact tracing information, and I gave them some of the info. I can't remember if I gave them my real phone number or not. I often don't, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I they they asked me for the info. I gave them some info, and they were like, "Okay, is anything else you need before we get off the phone call?" And I was like, "Yeah, actually, have you guys ever needed that contact tracing information ever once because someone caught COVID and you needed to reach out to them?" And the lady started laughing on the phone. She was like, "No." <laughs> I was like, yeah. it's pretty stupid, isn't it? It's pretty ridiculous, huh? And she was like, yeah, yeah, I've never really thought about it, but yeah, we take this information from everybody and we've literally never used it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like when I came back from my holiday last week, the second day when you come back, you've got to take a PCR test, which by the way is very expensive. It's like 60 pounds, mm -hmm. which is what, $100 maybe? Yeah. So you take this PCR test, and I was like going, well, where do we send it? Um, oh, I don't know. So I rung the travel agent up. I said, we've done the PCR test. Where do we take it? Ah, well, 
you could have took it to this pharmacy, but they've taken the box out now. And I said, so what do we do with it then? He went, just throw it in the bin. No way. And so we just we just got rid of it and no one's contacted us whatsoever. Imagine how much money, even if there wasn't any injections or anything like that going on, just the money in testing. The thing is, that thing, that is what it's all about. It's just a money-making scam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and th- that test doesn't even work. It doesn't even prove anything. Well, you've already tested yourself before you come back, yeah? So two days before you come back, you take a, a lateral flow test. Yeah. One of the guys in one of the rooms next door to us, he just dipped it in his tea. <laughs> just put it and in his tea? Back, he, t- he, dipped, he dipped it in his tea, took the test, and it came back negative, and that was it. He was just like, <laughs> right. He got the certificate, and then he that were it. He dipped it in his tea to prove how fucking useless it is. Because you don't even have to do it in front of, like, you know, a doctor or a pharmacy. You can actually literally sit on the toilet, stick this thing up your nose, right? Send it off, and who knows? Wow. Who knows where you've dipped it? Yeah, and how much money has been made off of those tests that they admit don't even work. I mean, here in the U.S., I think the FDA said that they're no no longer is FDA or CDC one of those, but they were saying the the PCR test is no longer going to be considered valid starting on January first, twenty twenty two, because it doesn't work. It it, it can't tell the difference yeah. between influenza and COVID, and it shows a lot of false positives and a lot of false negatives. So, <laughs> yeah, they know it doesn't work, but they're still using it as the standard for testing. Yeah. They're scrapping it. They're scrapping it at the end of this month here, at, at the end of October. Oh, okay. So two months earlier than here. But they could have scrapped it straight away. Right. Yeah. They, they could have, When they announced it last week, they could have just said, right, nobody needs to do this anymore. But they've obviously not made quite enough money out of it yet, have they? No. And normally you test people uh, for being sick when they have symptoms. You don't just take yeah. a healthy person with no symptoms and, and give them a test. Yeah. So there, there's a ton of money being made off of uh, off of healthy people too, people that have no symptoms whatsoever, no risk. The thing is, they'll all have they'll all have shares in it at some point. Oh yeah. As soon as this came about, they'll have gone. Oh right, let's get some shares in that. We're we're, we're going to make. Well, it's proven that these people made billions and billions, being given massive contracts, and basically, all it's been is a failure. You know, billions is test and trace in it in Britain. It's absolutely shambolic, and you know it costs thirty six billion. Wow! And they could, you know, they could have like got rid of the homeless crisis and everything with that money, but instead they hand it to like companies who don't know anything about it, and it's just been wasted. Yeah, a hundred percent. And you know what? Nobody seems to care. Or the people that do care are just crazy conspiracy theorists. <laughs> the general, yeah, the general public go, oh, well, that's just the way it is. People like myself, they question it and they go, thirty-six billion, really? Where's all the money gone? What was? Oh, you just been, yeah, you just got your tinfoil hat on again. Yeah, it, it's really amazing. It's absolutely crazy. 
Definitely is. And this ties right into uh, another song that I really love on your record, Pharmaceutical. Yeah. All of the, the profiting off of death and, and poison that they sell all of us. Well, I think part of that was, um, I mean, you know, unbeknown to a lot of people, I had, like back in the early thousands, I had a, a really big bad depression. And basically... Your head's filled with all sorts. That that was that was also where the album came. The album cover came from. The the idea for that kind of somebody's trapped in their own in their own head. Yeah. And um, I, you know, I had a massive depression back then. And basically, all it was, if you walk you walk into the GP, well, what's wrong with you? I've got depression here. Just take these for the rest of your life, then. And that's it. That's all they did. Yeah, don't try to figure out how how to yeah. work through it or or get yeah. that stuff past you. Just just take these. Yeah, and so four weeks later, I'm still like my head's totally fucked. Right, four weeks later, I'm like nothing's happening. I'm still thinking the same thoughts and nothing's happening. So I went back to the GP, and I was like going right. Well, so what happens here? Oh well, it takes time. And I was like, yeah, but, you know, I, I just want you to make me better. And they was like, well, these things don't make you better. They just make you think differently. And I was like, you know, my eyes were streaming. I was, you know, proper crying and everything. And, like, and I just I just lost the plot. And I just picked, I just picked the computer screen up and smashed it against the wall. Wow. The GP, the, the general practitioner, your doctor said that to you. Yeah. That they don't They don't fix you. They just make you think different thoughts. They don't. They don't fix you. They make you think differently. They make you. They make you think nice thoughts rather than bad thoughts. Wow! After I'd smashed the screen up and everything, she was like, she sat me down and and she basically said, "Look, if you if you carry on like this, you know, there's a chance that you could get sectioned." And I'm thinking, what the fuck? S- sectioned? What does that mean? Uh, well, you get put in a in a mental in a mental institution okay that's what i thought i just needed to be clear yeah yeah um so basically that song is about that situation where all that they offer you is potions of despair that's a good way to put it trapped in a box and they're gasping for air and then it kind of builds up to what they say take these three times a day, seven days a week. That part really hit me the first time I listened to that song. Yeah. Three, three times a day, seven days a week. Yeah. And just over and over and over. I, I love how the repetition really hammered that point home in the song. And that was the whole point of that song. We wanted like a sort of a classical kind of start to it and then a build up and then just a big crescendo. But I wanted I wanted a bit of depth in the voice as well, you know, but I I couldn't do it. I couldn't really get that deep voice without any effects. Mm. So I asked, I got JJ out of discharge if he wanted to do it, and he did. Like we got him to record that, you know, the chorus. Really, that's the dude from Discharge on that song. Yeah, that is awesome. They, I was I wanted to tell you the the whole record reminded me a lot of Discharge mixed with. Slayer and Motorhead. Yeah. What, the whole album? Yeah, a lot of the album made me think of Discharge and Slayer. 
Yeah, and you know what? It's kind of, I think we've had this conversation before, but it's like, I think if that record were released in, in America, it'd be like really selling a lot of copies, but over here it just, they kind of just don't get that bit where it's like, it can be a bit of everything if you see what I mean. Yeah, well, I mean, part of why I wanted to have you on the show is to get the word out because I want people to hear this record. I think it's awesome. I love your vocals on it. Uh, sometimes your vocals, obviously, you're the singer of English Dogs. It reminds me of that old stuff. But also, your vocals at times remind me of Gus Chambers, the guy from Grip Inc., uh, Dave Lombardo's band after he left Slayer. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. A lot of your vocals remind me of him, and he's one of my favorite singers ever, so... <laughs> Big props oh, to you. Well. <laughs> oh well, that's 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 a good thing. I, I like that. But yeah, I mean, kind of the whole album was based on that, that subject, really. Apart from a couple of songs that that are, you know, conflict of interest is just a, a totally different subject altogether. Which we thought that we would have to put that in. We probably knew that at some point it's going to piss some people off. Yes, definitely. <laughs> but, but the thing is, the thing is, right, there's no denying what they did, is there? No. You know, it's not like something that they've gone, well, we never did that. The proof is out there that they did it. Yeah, what, what's the, the line back in 1983, you preached about anarchy, now you're just yeah. a hypocrite? Wear a government muzzle as part of your kit. <laughs> as part of your kit. And yeah. uh, what do you say, that... The anarchy symbol you preach about means nothing when it covers your mouth. Yeah. So we great. listen now. We listen now when we get bored, your words are just a fucking fraud. <laughs> I love it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the truth is so powerful. It, not, hardly anything can touch you when you got the truth on your side. The thing is, Dave, right? Is that is the truth. And there will be a lot of people get pissed off about that, but you know, why would they do that? I don't. I don't get it. I really don't. Because they don't mean what they say. Either either they're <laughs> hypocrites and they don't mean what they say, or they're gigantic pussies and they have no spine, no balls, and they won't stand up for anything that they believe in. So either way, you slice it. It's not good. <laughs> it's no. Either they're hypocrites or they're weak. It's a conflict of interest. Hundred percent. I love it. I love that song, and I really love. Uh, there's a phrase on the record that you screamed with so much passion, and I really love because I know you. We toured together for two weeks on a bus on that English Dogs tour. Yeah. With the uh, the casualties, toxic holocaust, and havoc, and yeah, I got to know you pretty well there, and I'm so glad that we got to do that run, especially sharing a vehicle. It was that was I think still my favorite tour I've ever done. Had such really? a good time getting to know you guys, yeah. yeah. It was it was a bit good, that one. It? it was a blast, dude. Almost every show was sold out. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, we, we had a lot of laughs on that bus. So what's the one that, that you love that I scream out on it? Well, well yeah, the part of the reason I loved it so much, because you were so passionate saying it, and I could picture you saying it, and it oh, made me really right. happy. Uh, the phrase, no, I'll never win, but I'll die trying. Yeah, you'll know I'll never win, but I'll die trying. I, I didn't write them lyrics. Nick, the guitarist, wrote them lyrics. Oh, I love it, though. It's such a great phrase. But they kind of go well together with 
pharmaceutical because you know it, it it segues into it and it's kind of still got that crazy sort of heavy thrash metal build up to it and then it you know it just comes boom in, in on the drums and then out from the ashes of a burning grave it's great lyrics <laughs> yeah that's that puts a really good image in the head yeah yeah so really i mean it's uh it's pretty eclectic really you know the album it's not straight down the line thrash it's not straight down the line punk there's bits of all sorts in it and but it's not like we tried to do that to be fair we just sort of what comes out is what you listen to in it i wouldn't say we're even influenced by anybody to be honest but it just pharmaceutical was the first track that we wrote off that album so that kind of sta- it set the standard really but when we wrote conflict of interest we really wanted it to be a sort of a straight down the line punk song you know yeah yeah it reminds me a lot of old discharge and uh yeah. even english dog stuff but we also wanted it to have a dig at these so-called anarchist bands who like they haven't got a fucking protest in them have they the artists formerly known as anarchists. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's that's probably a good way of putting it. Yeah, yeah. They should uh, start doing the anarchy A with the big line through it. You know, with the red circle and red line through it. Yeah, that's what they should do. Really. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's just got to be on the joke. I don't know about over there, but the whole punk scene here in in Britain is. <laughs> It's, it's not good. It just seems more of a nostalgia thing, you know? Right. There's a certain five or six bands that have been going for 40 years and everybody just still wants to go see them. Anybody new coming along, they're like, oh, what's this? Oh, well, don't really. They, they're playing more chords than what we've ever heard before. <laughs> you know, we don't, we don't really like it. So it's pretty much hard work. You guys did a tribute to a great old band uh, on your record. You guys covered the Ruts. Yeah. What made you want to cover a Ruts song? Uh, obviously, I know you guys, you love them. You, you're the one that showed me the Ruts, and I've suggested that band yeah. to a lot of people on this podcast. Yeah. Well, the thing was, is they were like one of the first bands that I ever heard when I was back, you know, 14, 15 years old. Um, and it was called, it's quite eerie. It's not your normal run-of-the-mill sort of punk song, is it? It's very eerie and very dark, and it fitted in well with what we were writing about. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and the Ruts are are an interesting band. They're, they're, I guess you would call them a punk band, but they have a lot of different sounds going on. Yeah, and, and you know what? Some of the tempos and the timings in them songs are just ridiculous. Yeah, really good musicians. When we recorded the album, we, we you know, we kind of recorded it song by song. Um, and when it came to that album, it was like, that was the hardest song to record because of all the timings and everything. But we also had to get it right to do it justice. Yeah, of course. You, know, you did it justice. It came out great. Well, the thing was as well, right, is when, when we listened to the original there's just no way that we can play it so slow. So the speed that, you know, the pace that it's played at is, is how, that's our style. 
but if you listen to the original, it's loads slower, and we just couldn't play it that slow. I said, it, 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 this just doesn't work with our band. Sure. Yeah, I, I get that same kind of feeling <laughs> when yeah. when we're making music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I love the fact when I first sort of said, look, I'd really like to do this. And the guys went, what, live? And I went, no, we'll actually record it. And so obviously I didn't know what permission we needed or anything. So I just sent the drummer, I just sent him a, a message by a Facebook messenger told him that we were thinking of recording and what, what do we need to do? And all he sent me back was, just do it. That was <laughs> it. Awesome. The drummer of the Ruts is amazing. That dude's awesome. Yeah, he's, he's brilliant. Um, and, he's, you know, you go see them live now called Ruts DC and they're still as good, but obviously the voice is different, but, you know, the songs still remain the same, don't they? Yes, yes. And that's the most important thing. Yeah. There's one thing that you told me the last time we spoke, and I, I wanted to make sure other people knew about this. You were talking about how in the UK, they have some sort of an app on your phone where if you get close enough to another phone, the Bluetooth will talk to each other. And if one of your neighbors or whatever is sick and your Bluetooth talks to their Bluetooth on their phone, it'll ping you as sick and then all of a sudden you can't go to work and you can't do things is that still yeah. the case it doesn't seem to be happening as much but they seem to be a very large spate of it but i think what they've done with it now is they've took the bluetooth off it mm, okay that's good so say like if you're just sat in your living room yeah yep and your neighbor is sat in his living room and he gets pinged to say that he's got covid there's a good chance that yours will go off as well because you're so close to him because it's kind of recognizing that you're sat together. Right, even though you have a wall separating you. yeah. Even though you have a wall separating. There were millions of people off work. Wow, from that same situation with the Bluetooth? I'm not exaggerating by saying millions. Wow. How many people live in UK? About 60 million. Wow. So there was probably a couple of million people at, at one time getting this alert to say, you've been in contact with somebody who's got COVID, you have to self-isolate for 10 days. It was like going, it's me, me fucking next door neighbor, I haven't seen him for a fortnight. You know what I mean? But, you know, you could be just a meter away from him, couldn't you? Yeah, if, if you uh, share a bedroom wall or something. Yeah, so they were just like, and I think it was the Bluetooth that were picking it up. Oh, my then, God. That's what I was on about earlier when, when I was saying they spent £38 billion on something that didn't work properly. Yeah, that's a, a lot of money. But it probably cost the economy more by 2 million people having to have 10 days off work. Oh, yeah, definitely. All the truck drivers, all the wagon drivers and everything, they were all like, well, I can't come to work now. I'm going to be off for 10 days. It's like, fucking, you know. Yeah, leave it to government to figure out. Like, if you've got a lot of money and you can't figure out how to spend it all, just give it to the government. They'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. They can about <laughs> it, don't they? They're experts. Yeah. But the thing was, what annoyed me about it was, 
there was nothing to say that you had to have this app. You didn't have to have it. You nobody had to have it. It's just people <laughs> chose to have it voluntarily. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Well, you need this COVID app. Well, what's it for? Well, if you come into contact with anybody, then. Well, why would anybody even want that? Especially people on a low wage. You know, low pay. If you're on low pay, what's the last thing you want to be doing? Stop work. Exactly. <laughs> so there's thousands of people on these low. So they're going, oh, fuck this, I'll just delete the app because there's no way that I want to be sat at home for 10 days when I won't be getting any money. For sure. But these people actually went, oh, I need to get it, I need to get this. Yeah. It's- Why would you want to do that? And something you said earlier that people are mentally not right from all this stuff. And I I really think that it's a form of Stockholm syndrome where people have fallen in love with their, their captor, you know, they've fallen in love with their slave master. Yeah, exactly. I mean, these people, what they're like, they used to have, I mean, they don't have it anymore, but every day they used to have like a COVID update on TV where some politician had come and say, right, this is how many people have got it. This is how many people have died on it. I mean, some people were watching it religiously like it was the fucking football results. Yeah. It's like, you know, these people rushing home from work going, oh, I wonder how many people have died today. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, no, they never show the um, car accident stats on a daily basis like that. or. The heart disease or heart attack stats or the stroke stats or the cancer stats. If they did, you wouldn't leave the house. You'd be terrified. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just like people are (laughs) with this news. I would leave the house because I'm not gullible. I don't don't (laughs) listen. I stopped listening to them. Like, I watched it a couple of times. I'm like, so who actually knows whether these figures are true? Come on, prove it to us. Well, they do. They know. Trust them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the best way to convince you, right? Just to repeat. Trust me. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you've got people now going, well, I'm not going on holiday this year, but why not? Well, COVID's still about. But you said that last year. Yeah, and... If you believe in everything they're telling you, you're still going to be saying it next year and the year after. Yeah. Get off your fucking backside, get out into the fresh air, get some vitamin D, and that's all your body needs. Yeah, amen. I I take a lot of uh, vitamin supplements and shit every day, and I have not caught the bug yet. And um, I know that blood type makes a difference too. And uh, some people are just lucky and have the right blood types that are not susceptible to this thing and and other people are unlucky and and have the wrong quote unquote the wrong blood type so which is right and which is wrong um i think that a and b blood types are the most likely to get sick from this well that, that's good to know cuz that's my initials <laughs> ab <laughs> <laughs> i believe the o blood type is the least susceptible to to uh, right. this thing well you know what i don't even know what mine is and i don't really care it's yeah, the, yeah it's the red kind <laughs> yeah exactly it's red <laughs> i've seen it a few times <laughs> 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 so 
So we played a small punk festival a few weeks ago. And before we did it, I was looking at the lineup of the bands. Some of them I'd heard of, some of them I hadn't. So I was looking into these, some of these bands. So I went on this certain band's Facebook page mm-hmm. and they were advertising for a guitarist. But this guitarist had to be double jabbed. <laughs> yeah, of course. Really? <laughs> like, so-and-so, I won't mention any names. So-and-so are looking for a new guitarist. Has to be double jabbed. We've got lots of gigs coming up, and I thought, what the actual fuck are we going down? What road are we going down here? So then when they actually turned up, and I said to one of them, which one's the new guitarist? And they went, oh, we haven't got one yet. I went, I'm not fucking surprised either. You know, (laughs) why would you advertise for somebody who you might not get anywhere? You know, you're going to be lucky to get somebody, but then you've just narrowed that down by hundreds and hundreds, haven't you? It's like, well, I said, so if that's the case, then why are you even playing a gig in front of like a couple of hundred people? Why would you do that if you're so bothered about? So I said, there's nothing at this venue to say that you have to be vaccinated, right? Mm-hmm. Right out of this crowd of 200, there could be 150 non-vaccinated people and you're advertising for a guitarist who has to be double vaccinated. What is the point? <laughs> Walked straight past me and ignored me. Oh, of course. Trying to think of a, of a logical, reasonable answer an intelligent answer to your questions is very, very difficult. <laughs> it's conflict of interest. Oh, man. Yeah, it's so crazy. And and soon enough, they're not going to be saying that you need to find a double-jab guitar player. You're going to need a triple-jabbed one because if you're only double-jabbed, fuck you. You can't be in our band. You subhuman trash. Yeah, yeah, you fucking filthy scumbag. <laughs> you only got yeah. two, you filthy piece of shit. <laughs> and then and then in in 2027 they're going to be going oh we need a guitarist who's just had his 16th jab please that's right and they'll be going oh well i've only just had my 15th well then don't ever come to our shows yeah don't ever come <laughs> yeah yeah it's gonna be fun when the when the triple vaxxers start Turning on the double vaxxers. Oh, yeah. That's, that'll be it, won't it? So, it's it's going to be fun. It'll be entertaining for us. The anti-vaxxers will be just history by then. Nobody will even think about an anti-vaxxer. They'll just go, well, look at him over there. He's only had 14 jabs. I'm on to my 16th already. Well, by their logic, the guy that only has the 14 jabs is an anti-vaxxer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's where we're headed you ever seen the movie idiocracy have you ever seen what sorry there's a movie made by mike judge the guy who invented beavis and butthead and office space he made a movie called idiocracy you ever seen that no i've not seen it oh man i'll have to send you a link or something it's i think you'll get a kick out of it it's a fictional tale about where humanity is headed and there's a lot of parallels in that movie to what's happening right now some people can see where it's heading, can't they? Oh, yeah, 100%. How many sci-fi books need to be written before you figure out that maybe 
transhumanism and, and artificial intelligence taking over is a legitimate thing to be concerned about. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it definitely is. But like I said earlier, people are just sleepwalking into all this. And yeah. like it, you know, the lethargy is fucking ridiculous. Nobody seems, well, they only seem to care whether, whether like I was just saying, they only, oh, have you took your test yet before you can go back home? Have you had your jab? Oh, for fuck's sake, leave me alone. You know, go away from me. I don't want to know you. Yeah. And then because you don't want to know them, like, I, I mean, the thing is, the last sort of 12 to 18 months, I must have had at least 20 people deleted me off Facebook because one time, right? So last year, it was about June, July last year, mm-hmm. 20. Yeah. So I was working for this guy, was a scientist, and he he'd recently retired. And he said to me, oh, there'll be a vaccine by Christmas. And I looked at him, right, and I went, really? And he went, yeah. And I went, why? And he kind of did this bit of an explanation. So he said, they work on vaccines all the time, and all it'll be is they'll just have to just change it a little bit, you know? So I put it out on Facebook, for fuck's sake, man. I thought I'd committed the crime of the century when I said that. <laughs> yes. And there was all these comments saying, oh, you need to take your tinfoil out of this bloke's a fucking idiot. And then, so I screenshotted it all. And, and a lot of the messages, oh, come December, when the first woman in Britain has the vaccine, I'm thinking, oh, I wonder where all these people are now who were slagging me off for it. <laughs> Couldn't find any of them because they'd all fucking deleted me because they didn't like what they were hearing. And now it's come true. There's not one of them gone, oh, yeah, well, you got that right. Not one apology, I'm sure. No, no, they, no, that's, no. No, we don't apologize for things. No. Especially when they've been shown to be wrong. I mean, the, to be honest, I didn't even know whether he would be right or whether he would be wrong. All I would say was, look, this guy's a scientist, and I would rather trust him than the government scientist and what they're telling you. You know, yeah, but that's only something a conspiracy theorist would do. Oh yeah, it's really funny. All these people that were so against, at least in my country, so against Donald Trump. I'll never get that thing. Don't ever put that thing anywhere near me. It's the Trump vaccine. Blah blah blah. And then now all those people are the biggest evangelists for it and want to force everyone else to get it, while they were calling Donald Trump literally Hitler. And yeah. uh, these same people are the ones that are anti-big corporation, anti-big pharma for their whole life. But then just in the in the matter of months, they just bang, switched on a dime to now, yeah, big pharma is awesome. Big pharma is great. Yay. Yeah, the same jab that Donald Trump, literally Hitler, fast-tracked and, and made available to people is really awesome because now Donald Trump's not the guy in the White House physically. So now it's yeah. good. These people have n- no shame. They have, they have no concept of morality. They they have no consistency. They they just piss in the wind and just follow the piss wherever it blows. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's kind of how I look at it. It's it's not the responsibility of like unvaccinated people to protect vaccinated. Surely that's the vaccine's job in it. Uh, that's what it's supposed to do. That's what, how they advertised it. <laughs> exactly. 
So why are people scared of the people who aren't? I don't, I don't get it. I just, None of it has to make sense anymore, eighty. The thing is, like I said before, I don't really care whether you've had the jab or not. I'm, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't care less. And you know what? I automatically scroll down when I see a Facebook profile with somebody's fucking hooter stuck out, like going, "Oh, look at me! I've been vaccinated." Like it's some sort of badge of honour. What the fuck? So what would happen if I put, I've not been vaccinated? <laughs> proudly unvaccinated for COVID-19. Yeah, yeah, yeah proudly. Yeah, you, yeah. You, would, you would be shit all over. And I've experienced the same thing where, where a lot of people have unfollowed me. Um, like, for instance, on Instagram, I think I've lost about roughly 2,000 brainwashed zombies in the last six months. So... It's not all well, bad. The, the kinds of people that are unfollowing me, uh, I'm good riddance. David good luck Sanchez, to you. Dirty low down, filthy scumbag, like going against what they're saying. That's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's saying songs called Give Me Liberty or Give Me Death, and he actually believes in that. What, exactly. What an idiot. Never write songs. Never write songs about things that you don't believe in. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what you or I would say, but... Ask a conflict or, or that other yeah. band. <laughs> yeah, paranoid vision. Yeah, and and there's a ton of bands like that. Eighty. That's the thing that's so just grotesque. It's gross to me. It's disturbing. There are a ton of bands out there that are anti-establishment, anti-government, anti-authority. Blah blah blah. That's what their songs are about. And then look at them. They're rolling up their sleeves and telling you to roll up your sleeve. And if you ever want to come see them, you better fucking get in line and follow the man. Was it the offspring or something who sacked the guitarist? Cause the, the drummer. They, they fired the drummer. Right. Right. What a bunch of wankers. And that dude has a legitimate medical reason why he can't get it. He's yeah. got a medical disease that prevents him from getting it because those jabs are known to cause it. So they, they don't care though. Logic doesn't matter to these people and they don't follow the science. They follow the propaganda. That's right. Yeah. To me, they just love being told what to do now. Yep. Absolutely. You know, they love it. Bow down to the clowns. <laughs> That's what they do. It's like, oh. But you know, tomorrow I'll get up and I'll go out and somebody will say, all right, Eddie, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm all right. Oh, have you had your job? Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's so strange how um, everyone's... It's almost turned into a situation like communist China or North Korea or Stalinist Russia where everybody's just ratting on each other. Everyone's a rat now. Everyone's just uh, can't wait to throw you under the bus to get some brownie points from, from the, the authority figures. When this first started off over here last year, it was like you'd see some 18-year-old guy walking down the street on his own. Next minute, the cops are there fucking going, what are you doing out on the streets? Like V for Vendetta or 1984. Yeah. I'm 18. And I'm going out for a walk. I'm like, you know, I'm going stir crazy. Well, you can't do that. You're under arrest. Well, what for? Oh, just for going out for a walk. Like, for fuck's sake. Well, how did you know I were here? Ah, 
old lady in the flats there at like old lady in the apartments across the road, she reported you. All right, okay. So who's told her to do that then? Oh, we have. Yeah. And that that were happening all the time. Yeah. Uh, a whole society of, of rats. That's how it is in North Korea. Rats. Rats and hypocrites. Because last year here, like every Thursday night, oh, let's all go out on our doorstep and clap for the NHS. Oh, yeah. I recall that. I remember that. Yeah. Oh, no. No, I'll tell you what would be better. Give them the money that they deserve. Right? And they were all there clapping and it was fucking embarrassing. And they're all there clapping. I'm going, what What good is that going to do? Well, it's just showing your appreciation for them. Yeah, but the thing is, they will get shit on next year because as soon as they pull the country out of the mire, right, the government will go, oh, there's no money left for them. Ah, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. Guess what's happened? There's no money for them. Slight. I don't understand how people are so gullible to everything that they get told. Yeah, the most disturbing part to me is, you know, if you you can fool someone uh, a couple times, but like <laughs> most of the time, I would think after a few times, it's like Charlie Brown and then Lucy holding the football. You know, he's always trying to kick the football and she just pulls it away every time and he yeah. busts his ass. That's exactly what government and, and all these industries are doing. With the people, and for some reason, the people are not wising up. They they just keep Charlie Browning it, and just like, well, it'll be different this time. I I think they're actually being honest this time. Wrong again. Yeah, think the opposite. Yeah, whatever they say, the opposite is probably going to happen. If what yeah. they say sounds good for humanity and good for your liberty, it's probably going to turn out the opposite of that six months down the road. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a safe advice right there. Yeah. Well, I've been telling people that for a long time, but I'm a conspiracy theorist, obviously. I, I prefer the term conspiracy observer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there is a conspiracy. People are conspiring to make a lot of fucking money and, and, yeah. and getting a lot of control from this whole thing. There is a lot of money being made, and there are a lot of new rules for people that are regular people, but they don't apply to the people running running the show at the top. So no. so that that is a proper conspiracy. When when you get together with someone else to figure out how you can fuck somebody else over, that's literally conspiracy. People like to conflate these two terms like they mean the same thing, conspiracy and conspiracy theory. They're not the same thing. People go to prison for conspiracy. That is a real yeah. crime. Conspiracy yeah. theory is a theory that there's a conspiracy happening. But What's going on right now? Come on, people. Like, this is not a theory that, that that some powerful people got together and figured out how to make a lot of money and get a, a lot of new power from this whole situation. There's no theory about that. It's literally a conspiracy. There are people conspiring against you. Wake up. No, they'd rather sleepwalk. Sleepwalk off a cliff. And and yeah. you and I are the, are the guys going the opposite direction. Like, hey, everybody, wake up! There's a cliff over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it. The world needs more of you out there. The world needs more of us. Yeah, we're we're trying. You know, slowly but surely. Uh, some people are waking up every day. I think more and more people are waking up every day because the narrative just keeps collapsing 
It keeps losing pillars of its arguments uh, left and right. The more the time that goes on, the more the narrative crumbles, and I love it. Personally, I I find it very amusing, and uh, I'm quite enamored with the lies being exposed. Yeah. But, David, when you get a chance, get yourself out and get yourself a face mask with an anarchy sign on. (laughs) (laughs) I can send you a link if you want. Oh, yes. Yeah, please send me a link. (laughs) (laughs) I'll find it. I'll send it to you. Yeah, beautiful. They might have a few left. Let's hope they didn't sell any, but... I think they probably did. Yeah. What a wild time to be alive. You know, (laughs) and the the people that were long considered tinfoil hat-wearing conspiracy theorists for years, decades have been saying they're going to force inject everybody. They're going to they're going to come up with some vaccine and it's going to be used for all kinds of nefarious purposes. Those people were laughed out of rooms for decades. Hey, they're going to force inject us. Hey, they're going to come after your kids. Hey, they're going <laughs> to lock down society unless you get this injection. Those people were looked at as crazy people for the longest time and here we are. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, they all want locking away them people, don't they? That's like the great British sarcasm coming out. <laughs> uh, before we wrap this thing up, Aidy, um, I really appreciate you coming on. Is there anything else that you want to tell people, you want people to know, you want to say to people listening? Well, yeah. I mean, if David has played our record out there, that's what you need to get. You need to get in touch with us and buy it and spread the word. Oh, no, the Alliance brain cell buy it hear it share it where can people buy it I'll, I'll make sure there's a link in the description of this episode well we've got a link on our facebook page but apparently it's going out on cargo records okay shortly we're not sure of a date yet but it should be it should be up on their website shortly awesome All right, cool. Well, I'll hunt down the links for that and I'll make sure that they're in the description of the episode here. Brilliant. Now, I got one question for you. Sorry I didn't make you privy to this earlier, but and I'm putting you on the spot. So if this is not the perfect answer, that's okay. If you could tell one message to future generations, what would you want to tell them? Well, one of them would be don't listen to any politicians <laughs> and basically get up, do what you want, live your life how you want, enjoy your freedom and live the best life you can. Love it. That's sage advice, my friend. Well, that's what I tell people, but you know, that's what I've always done. Hey, and you turned out all right. Well, not so bad, I don't think. <laughs> I love it. It's great advice. So let's hope the people of America are going to start listening to it. Yeah, man. I'll I'll get you a few new fans for sure. Lovely. Well, thanks a lot for taking an hour out of your day to do this. I appreciate it. Absolutely. No, absolutely no problem. Well, I, I really hope that we can cross paths again sometime soon. We definitely will. I would love that. I'm, I'm, hope, I'm hoping my band's going to get over there next year. Oh, man. If you do, you have to let me know. Oh, of course I will. 
<laughs> well, it's good. Thank you for uh, promoting the album. Yeah, dude. My pleasure. I, I, I love the record. Good job on it. Everybody in the band. Yeah, there were a lot of hard work and, you know, we don't live close to each other, so it were hard to, like, get together during all this uh, all this nonsense. Yeah. I would say that they were probably the, the hardest album I've ever had to record and, 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 and kind of the easiest as well because, you know, it were like, we just went with the flow, what came out, and that's what came out. It's like, no, it was hard because of the time when we were recording it, you know, during 2020, but it was easy because I've got three brilliant musicians with me as well who just do their own thing and we bring it all together. Yeah, I could understand the logistics being the most difficult part, especially last year. Yeah. But you pulled it off. It's awesome. We did it. We did it, didn't we? Yeah. Hell yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Well, Brain Cell, everybody. Go check it out. I'll have the links in the description for this. A.D. Bailey from Unholy Alliance. Thank you, brother. You heard the man. Don't listen to politicians. Live your life. Do what you want. And try to live the best life you can. Beautiful words of wisdom from the man, the myth, the legend. A.D. Bailey from Unholy Alliance and English Dogs. Again, the links to his new album from Unholy Alliance called Brain Cell will be in the description below for this episode. So feel free to click on those links and check it out. Buy a copy and go check out their Facebook page. I just saw that they've got some really cool shirts of the awesome album cover artwork for sale on Facebook. That's it for this episode, friends. Please tune in next week. We will have episode 50. Holy crap. Time is flying. Thank you all for supporting this thing. Listening to the end, I really appreciate each and every one of you. Your support means a lot to me. If you want to support more, you can go to riftsordie.com, pick up some merch, or go to Patreon and subscribe. Patreon.com slash riftsordie. Feel free to shoot me an email. If you have any questions or comments for the show, I just might read them on the internet air. Send them over to me, podcast at riftsordie.com. Take care of yourselves, everybody. I hope you're doing well, and we'll continue to do that. Keep fighting the good fight. Adios, brothers and sisters. <laughs>